Tom spoke to Nigel, who talked to Russell, and the upshot was Russell and I had a date in a cafe in town after he'd got back from work. It took me a good quarter of an hour to decide what to wear. See, it's not just a matter of putting on whatever you look best in. You've got to tailor it to the bloke, and to be honest, I'd never had a lot to do with socially retarded saddo types. For my date with Tom, I'd gone for fresh-faced, sporty but casual, hence the frat boy comment. If it had been Callum, I'd have worn tight jeans, a studded leather belt, and something faintly sleazy on top. For a moment, I toyed with the idea of dressing like that to meet Russell. After all, you know what they say about the quiet ones. But I didn't want to risk him, taking one look and running off screaming for his mother, so I played it safe in casual jeans and a soft blue shirt. There's only one thing I don't like about my looks. My eyes. When I was a little kid, they were bright blue, just like my mum's, but these days they've faded to grey and where I'm blonde now, they can look a bit cold. But the blue shirt makes them look warmer somehow. I left it undone at the neck, one button lower than you'd expect, just to help Russell concentrate on the benefits of doing me a favour. Then I brushed my teeth and headed over there. With an overnight bag, because you've got to be optimistic, right? I clocked Russell the minute I walked in the door of the cafe. He was sitting on his own at a table in the corner, playing with his mug. Short, stubby fingers, moving nervously over the china. I was almost worried to say hello in case I made him spill his drink. Tom had been right. Russell really wasn't my usual type. He was... well, he was a bit of a geek. Actually, he was a lot of a geek. Round face and two long mousy brown hair, although at least he'd washed it. An actual beard to match, and we're not talking a neatly trimmed goatee either. He wore a shapeless sweater over a shirt his mum must have bought him, and glasses from Nerds R Us. No spots, thank God. He looked around thirty, although from what Tom had said, he ought to be a lot nearer my age. Still, it wouldn't be the first time Tom had given the truth the odd nip and tuck. Three weeks to finals, I reminded myself, and beggars can't be choosers. So, I plastered on my best cheeky smile, pulled out the chair opposite him with a scrape, and sat down. He looked up, startled, and just managed not to drench me in coffee. Hi, I'm Luke. You're Russell? Uh, yes, he said, like he wasn't really sure. Nice to meet you. He didn't say anything else, just stared into his coffee cup as if helpful suggestions were going to spell themselves out on the foam on top. His fingers linked around the sides of the mug, like he was giving it a cuddle. I wondered who'd taken away his security blanket. Maybe it was in the wash. Coffee any good here? I asked. Actually, I'd been here a few times before and I knew it was shite. But they were really good about letting you hang around all day when it was cold outside, and one waitress in particular was always good for a free refill if you flashed her a smile. Russell looked worried, like he thought it was some kind of test. Not that I'm fussy, mind, I added, to put him at his ease. Never a truer word and all that. It's... It's all right, I suppose. His eyes darted up to me briefly, and then returned to the safety of the coffee cup. Their tea's better, he ventured. I shrugged. Like I said, I'm not fussy, as long as it's hot and wet, 
It'll do me. I leaned forward, resting my elbows on the table, and made my tone low and suggestive. Habit, really, more than an urgent desire to get into Russell's Marks and Spencer slacks. Russell blushed. Ye gods! Well, at least his innuendo detectors were working just fine. Tom said... He said you needed somewhere to stay for a bit, he said, looking up briefly from under his hair and then ducking back down for cover again. Yeah, I know it's a pain, but I need somewhere by the weekend. Tom reckons you might be able to help me. He still wasn't looking at me, which wasn't helping at all, so I made my voice as warm and seductive as possible and reached across the table to place a hand on one of his. He jumped a bloody mile, and this time he did spill the coffee. Shit! Oh, God! Sorry! Hey, don't sweat it, I told him easily, seeing as about one drop had gone on my sleeve and the rest was soaking into his sweater. 